It is time to show up. It is time to be your full, authentic, anointed, gracious, powerful, bold self. We live in a day and time now where you cannot afford to be a woman of God, a believer in the faith, and not know who you are. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring godly wisdom to your world. It's Wednesday, so you already know what that means. It is time to wise up. Let's talk wise, be wise, so that we can live wise. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast. I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, beautiful, wonderful day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You know what somebody told me? They told me I talk really fast and that I should be an auctioneer and I might take them up on it, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Courtney Lohman and she is here to talk to us about an amazing topic that we believe needs more attention in the world, especially inside the body of believers. Today, we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. discipleship. Okay. She is the queen of discipleship. Like she's got this thing down. Okay. She has a system, a process. I mean, she's prayed about it and the Lord is using her as a pioneer for the kingdom of God to really bring this uh, idea and this, this kingdom principle that I think we left somewhere in the new Testament, but really needs to be present here in 2022. Okay. So no matter when you're listening to this podcast, I want you to take a seat and I want to let Courtney tell you about who she is, what she does. Um, just let her introduce herself so we can get right into this conversation. Courtney, how are you? Oh, I am great. And I'm so I'm pumped up now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. We need that energy. Great, great, great. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Absolutely. And I want to say before you're fast talking. I mean, God can use the saw, right? He can use Bianca Oltoff to make, I don't know if you know her, but she is uh, um, a speaker. She's a a preacher, a pastor, um, and she is a proud Latino from LA. And man, you know, you can put like podcasts and videos on one and a half speed or double speed. That's like her normal speed. So <laughs> if God can use her, God can use anyone that talks fast to make a difference in the kingdom of God. Um, my name is Courtney Loman, and I am the host of the Journey of Ruth podcast, uh, where we, and it's a discipleship podcast where we encourage women to love Jesus, to study his word and reach others. And I started this podcast two years, actually, um, we are about to, uh, publish our 100th episode. Ooh. So <laughs> very excited about that. And it started out of, um, kind of a call that God put on my life to, help others to experience discipleship within their walk with Christ. I was, had the blessing of being a high school choir teacher for about seven years before I came home to uh, teach a private studio piano and voice here and take care of my kids. But when I was a high school teacher, one of the things that was amazing to me is my high school kids would come into my office and they would sit there with me and they would, they would tell me real things. I mean, hard things. They would ask me questions and, and it was a blessing for me to be able to, to speak that truth into their life. Um, and we're talking a low income public school, but I'm not at a Christian school. Um, and so there are rules, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are coming to me. And so I would <clears throat> often, my answers were very much founded in uh, truths that we can find in scripture. And I thought to myself, is there no one else that you have? 
I've known you for six months, maybe a year, mm-hmm. and you're coming to me and you and I, I'm so blessed that you feel comfortable to come and talk to me, but there's no one else in your life that you've built a really deep relationship with that you can go to with these issues. And the truth is that I found there isn't. Wow. Um, a lot of times we have these uh, relationships that, that stay surface level mm-hmm. or they stay online and they never get really deep. And mm-hmm. so when we do have a tough question to ask, we have two options, social media, mm-hmm. just throw it out there to the ether and someone's going to answer back, Hopefully, whether it's wise <laughs> or not. Uh, here we are in the wise woman podcast. I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's not usually wise, but absolutely, <laughs> you know, so you've got the social media and then, uh, or you've got your friends that are the same age as you and may not have that life experience to speak truth and wisdom into that situation. Wow. And I discovered that, um, discipleship or mentorship is something that I had grown up with. My, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. Okay. And all the things that come along with it, uh, you're like, okay, are you the black sheep or the goody two shoe? I'm the goody two shoe. That's me. Um, <laughs> I'm the rule follower. Okay. But my parents were super intentional when we were growing up. A lot of people have opinions about the pastor's kids. And my parents protected us from the people who had opinions that were not wise and were not helpful Mm -hmm. and exposed us to the people who had wisdom to share with us and and had um, direction that we needed to hear. And so I had that discipleship. I didn't know how important that was. And I didn't know how many people didn't have discipleship and mentorship until I began to see it in my college students. And then those, I'm sorry, high school students. And then those high school students became college students and young marrieds and young moms. My friends and I got farther along in our marriages and we started to experience struggles, you know, in marriage and with parenting. And what I heard over and over again was, I don't know where to go for help. I don't know where to go for wisdom. You know, I I need to talk about the struggle that I'm having with my husband, but my mom's always on my side. (laughs) (laughs) right? And my friends are, they don't have the experience to help me. Or the only thing I'm hearing from them is you go girl, like you be you, you got this. Don't let him pull you down. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not, not how this should work. And so I started this podcast to share these disciples that God had given me with the rest of the world. I'm like, I, I want you to come and sit down with my marriage mentor. The, the, the husband and wife that will come and sit down with my husband literally at the drop of a hat. When we were having a struggle one weekend, we were just not communicating well. We called them on Sunday. They were at our house on Tuesday night wow. to sit down and converse with us. And I know that I am blessed beyond compare to have a relationship like that in my life. So I want those people to come on the podcast. I want them to share their wisdom uh, with people that maybe don't have that in their life. And then I want to help and be practical to help people to say, okay, now that you've heard this and you're like, oh man, I want that. How can you find discipleship? Because we all need it and we should all be giving discipleship to others. Oh, wow. I mean, Cornelia says so much. One thing that uh, I really want to hit on You know, on I've heard is... that my entire life. <laughs> Cornelia, you said so much. <laughs> um, one thing that I would like to hit on is the fact that the kingdom needs discipleship. And I mm-hmm. think that um, I, I'll let you answer the question, but I, I guess I'm kind of prefacing it with my thoughts is that one thing that you said is that it's so 
there, there's so much availability for the need of discipleship. And it's kind of like, man, yeah. like, how do we get here? You know, but not only how do we get here? Like, what are we doing about it? So I'm grateful that you have this podcast and that you're creating uh, this avenue for people to reach the wisdom and the insight that they need. So can you tell us more about the importance of podcasting? I'm sorry, not podcasting of <laughs> discipleship, because you're, you're sharing with us how passionate you are. You're sharing with us how it was so influential in your life. And then you see that a lot of people don't have it. So can you tell us mm-hmm. like more about speaking to those people who, you know, maybe have considered discipleship, maybe aren't even totally sure what it looks like and how it may differ from like mentorship or, you know, coaching or some of those hot and yeah. topic terms that are out there, like share a little bit more with us about that. Yeah. So discipleship, I actually have found is a really scary word because a lot of people think, okay, discipleship, it's like serious. You're sitting down, having a two hour Bible study with somebody. uh, And I don't have time for that, or that's not what I'm interested in. Uh, Let me say that discipleship can look like so many things. Um, But there are terms that you hear discipleship, mentorship, coaching, just like you said, uh, thrown out there. Coaching is going to be specifically about one area of your life, like coaching about motherhood or coaching about how to do great on an interview or, you know, it's going to be one particular area of your life that that you're going to be trying to work on. Um, Mentorship is going to be that's I use that word a lot because the world understands mentorship more than they understand discipleship. Okay. And I'll explain why in a second. And mentorship is less scary. I don't know why. And I think it's because we don't necessarily know what discipleship is. And so we just tune out. Like, I don't know what that is. I'm just going to tune out. Mentorship is you are coming along. Like, so I have a degree in secondary music education. And before I could get into my own classroom, I had to go in for a full semester and observe a mentor teacher. And the goal there is they don't let just anyone be a mentor teacher. They want the best teachers to be mentoring the new, uh, new, new recruits, I guess, uh, because they say this person's doing a good job and you should try to be more like them. Mm-hmm. Take some of their processes, take some of their um, discipline uh, methods, take those and apply them when you move into your own classroom. So mentorship is you are seeing this person and you want to become more like them discipleship, here's where that's different. You are meeting with another person, but the point of discipleship, the end goal is to look more like Christ instead of the person that you're meeting with. Okay. So if in the end, if I'm discipling somebody, if in the end they look more like Courtney than they look like Christ, we have a problem Wow. because I've made myself the God. I've made myself the idol instead of taking their eyes and pointing them towards Christ. So sometimes that does look like a two-hour Bible study. A friend of mine and I, we met as we were young moms. We had, we started when we both had one kid. We kept meeting for discipleship, fell our um, mutual discipleship for several years. And by the time we finished, there were five kids between the two of us. Wow. I had two, she had three, right? <laughs> by the way, it took us like six hours to do this Bible study because of all the interruptions. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, we did it on a morning when we had the time. But um, what that looks like, if we look at Titus 2, it gives us a beautiful description of what older women should be doing for the younger women. Now, 
we have to understand here, older women, younger women, we're like, okay, so, so I don't need to be discipling yet because I'm still like in my twenties. No, 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 no. You have to remember that older women in that biblical time would have been 30 or 40, right? Younger women would have been in their late teens, early twenties. So basically when you look at this, you would say, okay, it's telling them what they need to, to do. And it's, you're like, oh, it's going to be like, you need to be reading scripture. You need to be praying. You need to be doing your, your devotional every day. No, it says older women, you need to teach them how to respond with grace. You need to teach them how not to be um, consumed with much wine. You need to uh, not know wine, but not much wine. Uh, you <laughs> need to um, teach them how to maintain their household, how to respect their husband, how to be a good mom. And all of this comes down to, you're like, okay, Courtney, that's really practical. That's what I'm saying is that here in Titus 2, discipleship is very practical, but then there's the why. And that comes right at the end. And it says, so that, so that the uh, word of God may not be reviled. So that our example in the world can display Christ, not ourselves, not, oh, look how good of a mom she is. Look how good of a wife she is. But instead to say, look at everything she does and how that brings attention to how much she loves her Jesus. I love that. And so that is discipleship is we are turning our, uh, our eyes on Jesus. And, um, and I, maybe we can go into this a little farther, but a lot of times the reason people don't ask for discipleship is because they think the other person is going to say no. And then that registers in our heart as rejection and no one likes rejection. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's like, I want to ask this person to disciple me. Um, but I don't want to get rejected. So I'm just not even going to ask. But there's this other side, ladies, that if you are an older woman, which means you could be in high school and you are older than those junior high girls. There is a call in Matthew 28 and it's called the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. And it says to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, uh, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. That is the last command that Jesus gives his disciples before he leaves this earth. And these men were not perfect. They were not highly educated men. They were highly skilled, but not highly educated. And it says a couple verses before that, that when they saw Jesus, because he's risen from the grave at this point in time, and he's been with them and, and doing miracles in these last 40 days before he goes to heaven. And it says some of them doubted which I'm like, okay, come on. You just spent like three years watching all that Jesus did and watched him die on a cross and raised from the dead and you're still doubt him. But hey, doesn't that speak to me? Like as a Christian, like, hey, doubt doesn't disqualify me from the command that God gave just a few verses later, which says, go and make disciples. So all of us are not, it's not a good suggestion. It's a command that we go and make disciples. So we need to be discipling those that are younger than us. And, we, and the scary thing there is that we often feel disqualified. And Satan's really good about giving us, I mean, if we need a reason, he'll give us a hundred. Oh, he'll yeah. give us a hundred reasons as to why you are not qualified. But the truth is, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are qualified and Jesus will give you what you need in order to fulfill the commands that he has given you. And he has commanded that you go and make disciples. So my, my goal and, and dream in life is to see women 
finding that discipleship in their life, not being afraid, knowing that discipleship is so important, I won't take no for an answer. Or I'll ask as many people as I need to until I get a yes and find that discipleship in my life. And then, all right, God, I don't really know much. I don't really feel qualified, but I know you've commanded me to go and disciple other people. So here I go. <laughs> I love so. that. I love that. I, um, I'm taking in what you're saying. Um, and I, I want you to elaborate on this. I, if you guys missed it, I don't know if you're taking notes. I always encourage you to. I know you're listening, but maybe you need to put the dishes down or put the baby down and jot this down. That the difference between discipleship and mentorship is that who's being pointed to. You know, mm-hmm. um, is it the skill that the person has and they're training you in that way? Like she gave the example of, you know, teacher and pre-service teacher. Or, you know, is it that we're after God in an area or a whole life synopsis? And so I don't know what you specifically need, but she has an amazing ministry and an amazing process that she can help you to either get connected to a discipler or begin leaning into that call. Like some of you guys follow me because you know that you're called for more. You know mm-hmm. that there is more in you and you just need the wisdom on how to do what to do and more than how because we can get the how from google like you can learn anything you want to from the web from online and from youtube i mean they are great teachers on how but you don't necessarily know the wisdom of when or where Mm -hmm. or what and that is where the god factor comes in so i'm just encouraging you to hear what she has to say around discipleship because you may not have known that that is the missing piece of wisdom that you need is connecting to somebody who's walked this journey a little bit ahead of you and is willing to continue to walk this journey with you so um she has some amazing resources that i have in the show notes but i want her to talk specifically about one of them that's called the play process now i know you might see that doesn't say play like i can read guys that's how she pronounces it don't worry (laughs) But she's going to tell you a little bit more because I found this worksheet to be so enlightening. So can you tell us, like, as you were talking about the end of the discipleship process, can you tell us about this worksheet and how we can find somebody to disciple us or to become a disciple ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. I think the discipleship, um, I pray one day that I will be able to uh, set out a family tree of discipleship. And, um, you know, I'll be there in the middle with God, of course, right there. But then underneath the roots will be those people that discipled me. And in fact, one of the women that has discipled me the other day, we were at an event together. She said, I want you to meet your spiritual grandmother. And I got to meet the woman that discipled her. And um, so I would love to see, you know, just like a family tree, you've got those people that discipled, that discipled, that discipled. And then uh, the, the people that are above me in the branches in the tree are the girls that I discipled. And then they've gone on to disciple three or four others. And then those have gone on to disciple three or four others. The the effect that discipleship can have is exponential. And it is why I am more convinced now that it is the most effective way for us to affect the kingdom of God. Absolutely. It's because I can't go and reach. I mean, it would be hard for me to go and one-on-one disciple a thousand people. But if I can one-on-one disciple 15 women in my lifetime, right? And understand that discipleship doesn't mean you're making a lifetime connection to these people. Sometimes that's scary because we think, oh my gosh, now I have to meet with this person every Thursday at three o'clock for the rest of my life. (laughs) But uh, it is for a season. And sometimes those relationships will be for the rest of your life. And sometimes they will only be for a season. But I I can disciple 15 women. If every one of them goes out and disciples 
three women. That's now 45 women that I have affected. And I am not a numbers person. So someone can pull out their calculator and say, what happens if those 45 go out and disciple three more? I'll tell you this number gets bigger and bigger really quickly. So I think that is most effective way. And so how do we find this discipleship? Like I said, a tree needs roots. So you need those people to disciple you, to help you stay firm as you disciple others. So it needs roots and it needs branches. And um, so the play process, yes, it's it's an acronym, P-L-A-A. And uh, there's no why because I couldn't think of a word or a word that started with why. Um, but the it, so it starts with with P, which is prayer. And I think prayer is a great place to go to begin anything. Absolutely. But in this uh, download, so I have the download on my website, and it gives you some examples of scriptural. Uh, discipleship that we see, like the book of Ruth between Naomi and Ruth, which is why my podcast is called Journey of Ruth, uh, or Samuel and Eli. And you can go and look at what biblical pictures of discipleship look like, and then start jotting down what are you looking for in discipleship? Because you know you have these thoughts and ideas. So what are you looking for? Then the L is the look. And I want you to start looking in your areas of influence because most likely that person's already around you. You just haven't identified them yet. So look around and you're start making a list of names of, you know, what is it that you're looking for? I'm looking for help in my marriage. Okay, go and look for a woman who has a beautiful uh, Christian marriage that you'd like to emulate. Um, you know what? I am a young professional and I'm looking for someone who shows Jesus in how they are going about achieving their goals. Mm-hmm. Go and find that woman who just shines Jesus in the middle of her workplace. And you're going to start making lists. Then the A, the first A is for ask. And I don't mean now go up to this person and say, hey, I think that discipleship is important. Would you disciple me? <laughs> because that can be a little like shocking for some people. Um, instead, ask is ask that person to copy. Ask that person to come over to your house for dinner. Ask to meet them on their lunch period if you both have the same you know, lunch. It could be somebody at work that works like a couple cubicles over that seems to handle the same job that you have with much more grace <laughs> than you do. You know, See if you guys can have lunch together one day. Get to know more about them and ask those questions about them. Listen more than you talk. And then act is when you're actually going to say, hey, you know, I'm looking for discipleship in my life and I feel like you might be a person that could help me keep my eyes focused on Jesus where they need to be. Would you be willing to meet with me on a regular basis? You're going to have that conversation about what your hopes and your hopes are about what they can offer. And then you're going to say, and if they say, I'd like to say yes, great. I would love for you to take some time and go pray about this. Once again, hope there we are back to prayer, but they need that time. You've been thinking about it for maybe months, but you just threw it at them. Give them that time to think and pray through it. Um, and then maybe that's the yes that you're, you've been looking for. And if it's a no, I, I want to encourage you that, you know, Jennifer, I talked about this, but uh, if it's a no, don't see that as rejection. In fact, see that as they took it, they thought about it, And you don't want them to say yes just because they feel obligated and then find out later that they don't have time for you. If they say no, it means I thought about this and I want to make sure you're getting the best discipleship possible. And I don't think I'm that person. So take their no as a good no and go back to that L, that list or that look section 
and go to the next person on your list and go in and step through the process with them. Um, this process can also be used if you are someone who's looking to disciple other people. You use the same process um, for finding someone to disciple. Uh, and hopefully you've established that person to disciple you uh, relationship, and then you go and disciple others. Because that way, when other people are bringing you questions and you're like, I don't know, where do you go with those questions? Well, to the person that's discipling you and who knows a little more than you do. I love that. I love that. I told y'all she had an awesome process that makes it very clear. <laughs> so you don't have to feel like, okay, I really want to do this. Like I really want to do something. I just don't know what to do. She's made that process very clear. And the link to the worksheet that we were discussing about the play process is in the show notes. and It's in the description box on your listening platform. So please make sure that you connect with her and also her podcast, Journey of Ruth podcast, because so many of us are in so many different journeys and we're walking through life and more than anything we need wisdom and we need community that discipleship brings us so um mm -hmm. and even if it's mentorship that leads to discipleship you can have a christian mentor you know that is very important too because they are going to help you in your skill and putting it back to jesus so you know what you need best but she's provided some great resources to help you um practically get started on that process. So, um, Courtney, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your insight and really breaking it down so clearly for us um, what the kingdom has lacked articulation around. So thank you for that. We really appreciate that. Um, is there anything else that you would have to share uh, to our listeners before we close out? Um, you know, I think that authentic community is something that we are all made for. And it's something that uh, we see in the book of Acts. We see in the book of Second Timothy that is encouraged. And so while the world may tell you that as women, we need to be strong and we need to be confident on our own and you don't need anybody, you just do you. And I, I think that's actually... Um, something that is hurtful sometimes for us as women, because then we try to do it on our own. And then when we fail, it feels like we've made a mistake. And um, when we have that authentic community, when we are feeling weak, they help lift us up. I mean, you look at the, the story of Moses and when God is like, hold your staff up. And as long as your staff is up, the Israelites will continue to succeed. And it's like a full-on battle, and Moses' arm gets tired. And so his brother Aaron and his friend Hur come in next to him and hold up his arms until that battle is over and the Israelites are, um, are, are victorious. And when, if we want to be victorious in our life, we need those people around us to hold our arms up when we're weak. And I, so can you do it on your own? Yeah, probably. But should you? No. Because God created you for community and it's out there if you look for it. And I, I promise it's life's better in community with others. You're so right. You are so right. Um, she has a community and you can connect with her and what she is creating. Uh, she's creating really a global hub of discipleship. She's really pioneering some things for the kingdom. So you definitely want to be a part as well as I have the Wise Women Mentorship Community. So not only do you meet with me, but you also meet with another group of women who are going through like walks with you. So again, we are women who are coming together and building for the kingdom. So we definitely want you to be a part. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that everything you need is in the show notes. So go ahead and check those. But until next time, guys, I love y'all. Peace, love, and hair grease. Thank you for tuning into Wise Women Podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and a review. Hit the show notes to share with a friend and go over what we discussed today. As always, proceeds from this podcast go directly to support the mission of Penn's Prison. Don't miss out as there's two ways to be a part, writing and contributing. Now go forth and employ the wisdom that you gained today. Have an awesome week.